Hey there, lady. You're tuned into Wine and Gine, a lively woman's health podcast hosted by two licensed midwives, Kelly Pappas and Tiffany Alblinger. We're dragging every sister, mom, and best friend on our mission to make chatting about the female body and everything that comes along with it a normal and amusing thing. Grab a glass of wine with us while we flex our vagina expertise and dish on women's health topics each episode. Remember, you too can be a vagina expert because you have one. Welcome back, Gainers. This is episode 37, Stabilizing Your Hormones. I'm Tiffany. I'm Kelly. And this is a two-part um episode, two-part topic that we did. Yeah, this is part two of the two parts. Of the two parts. So episode 36 is talking about hormone imbalances, what they are, how do you know if you have one, where do they come from. We gave you about 4,000 things to consider, which is why we split this up into two parts because we wanted this one to be very solution-focused. Yeah, this one kind of like rounds it all out, right? Like there is something you can do with all of that discomfort you've been feeling this past week about looking at your body and your life and toxins and all the things. So Kelly, there's some really obvious recommendations that we can make when we talk about balancing hormones. What are some of those like things that like people are expecting us to say? You're... I mean, we kind of alluded to it last episode, right? Food intake. Um, Looking at all of those endocrine disruptors uh, that we kind of chatted about last episode and removing them from your life, from your diet, from your environment. Um, And uh, yeah, obviously, like focusing on sleep, focusing on taking some stressors out, Moving your body, like getting up, getting moving, exercising, whatever that looks like to you. Just shifting some of uh, the general ways you live your life. Yeah. And so even though that seems really obvious, that's going to be one of the hardest things to do because it takes the longest sustained effort to make an impact. Yeah. I mean, we're in many ways, we're asking you to change like your daily habits. And we all know that doing that just takes a lot of stinking effort, time, thought, self-discipline, all things that we sometimes may be lacking. Yeah, it's an, and it's disruptive. Yeah. Because pro- probably part of what you have going on in your symptom picture, which you can hop back into episode 36 to kind of get an idea of like what would let you know that you have a hormone imbalance, a large part of that is going to be because you're already overwhelmed. Yeah. Like the overwhelm is causing some of the symptoms. Right. The stress, the cortisol, everything that's happening in your body comes from that space of like, this is too much. Your body is letting you know that something in your environment, in your life, whatever, is just too much for it. And so you're already feeling like I'm at my absolute end. (laughs) I can't, I can't manage anything else. But when you do manage it with these things you find that your like capacity for managing things <laughs> opens up because you see very clear results. Right. Yeah. And so we want you to just like suspend your judgment. Yeah. Sorry. For one moment while you hear us out because 
we know that these solutions work. You know, you know, maximizing your sleep, getting exercise, taking crap out of your environment, um, and being intentional about the way that you move through your world, especially with stress triggers. That's probably the biggest one. For sure. Right? I mean, everybody, no matter what kind of lifestyle or food you eat or exercise you do, everybody's got some stress and probably too much of it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so take that, put that in its tiny little neat section in your mind and set it to the side because that's, you know, those are the easy things that you would expect us to say and you can go tackle that at some time when you feel like getting into that, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, black hole again. But then there's some less obvious things. And the first thing is something that you guys have heard us talk about before and we're just going to bring it up again because... This actually is a really easy way to feel like you're doing something about the problem and it's pretty manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very much that Western idea of like, oh, you don't like that thing that's going on? Here's the uh, medicine the for it, right? Yes. And that's seed cycling. Seed cycling is probably one of my favorite things to talk about right now because I just had the opportunity to start it back up again because if you listen to Vagina Trivia, I got my period back since uh, having my baby and that was, I learned about it through preparing for this podcast, not this episode, but a previous one and it was fascinating to me um, how simple it was, but the results that I was like hearing as I researched it we're like pretty mind blowing. So it's pretty exciting. It's very simple. I've um, been doing it with very little mental brain power to keep it up. But uh, the idea behind seed cycling is that you're kind of separating your uh, cycle into two parts, days one through 14 and then 15 through 28. So like before ovulation and after, right? Um, So day one of your period, that first day of your bleeding is the day one of the cycle. And you're taking a tablespoon um, a day of different types of seeds. So for the first half of your cycle, you're taking pumpkin and you are taking um, flax. So ground flax seeds, ground pumpkin seeds, tablespoon of both, however you want to get those down in your smoothies, in your whatever, you hide it, you do whatever you want to do. Second half, you're doing sunflower and sesame of the same. Yeah, and so that first... That first um, half, you're using flax and pumpkin because they're estrogen boosters. So you're preparing for ovulation. That is when estrogen um, peaks is over that first that first half of your period to prepare for ovulation. And then estrogen goes um, plummeting down right at the point of ovulation. And then progesterone takes over to try to see if you got pregnant, if it can keep you pregnant and um, progesterone peaks at that second half. And that's why sunflower and sesame are suggested for the second half of your cycle because they're progesterone boosters. Simple, easy to add in. We're asking you to like add that in rather than take something out. Usually taking something out is like a little harder for people to manage or swallow or be willing to do. So uh, that's a very easy, simple thing you can put in your routine. Yeah. 
And what's the like? What's the best way to set that up for yourself as a woman? Uh, well, one tracking your cycle so that you know, you know, when everything is happening. Uh, but I grind, I grind everything beforehand, like just have it all prepared for myself. So you can just scoop. Yes. Like so I'm not in the thinking, morning yes. or some other place in your routine. Yes, absolutely. And again, once you make something a routine, it's very easy. This isn't something um, that's like time intensive or crazy to add. Whatever it is you're already eating, you can easily mix these things into. Or you can, I mean, it's just a tablespoon. You can. You can, you can power manage. it through your mouth. If yeah, you, if you, you have needed to. to. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. You could power it through your mouth. Yeah, you definitely could. Okay, so uh, the next recommendation, which is my strongest recommendation, yeah, but will be met with the most <laughs> resistance. You might not like her after this. Is reevaluating the foods that you eat, how you eat them, and um, what they're actually doing in your body. Okay, so the overarching recommendation that I'm going to make for hormone stabilization, besides what we've already kind of covered, kind of rounded the edges on some of those general things, I think the number one most significant, fastest acting thing that women can do to stabilize their hormones is to adopt an eating philosophy that is similar to keto. Let that sink in. Okay. Okay. Keto is very high fat, low carb, and emphasis on good healthy fats and good healthy proteins. And so low carb means you're not eating a lot of fruits, you're not eating a lot of refined um, grains, you're not really eating any grains, and you're fueling your body with fat because what happens when we're eating carbs and sugar is that is what our body uses for energy and fuel. And that's not a problem for some people. Yeah, absolutely. Some people that, you know, works out really well. I'm not saying that carbs are a bad thing. Um, but the keto philosophy actually switches your system from being a carb burning for energy system to a fat burning for energy system. And a lot of people use this philosophy to try to lose weight so they can try to burn excess body fat. And that is absolutely not what I'm getting into, even though that can be a benefit if you have excess body weight, which a lot of people with some of these mm -hmm. um, symptoms do. Your body just um, doesn't metabolize well. So it's, it's a benefit, but that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at with a high fat diet is essentially using good fats to support hormone production and maintain hormone balance because fats in your body are the building blocks for estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Boom. And though, like that, that's so important to understand. You have yeah. to have fat. Yes. To produce sex hormones and so to keep want sex hormones fats, in balance. Right, like good fats versus just like fatty foods. Yes, we don't want fatty yeah. foods. We don't want trans fat. We want monounsaturated fat. Yes. So these are olives, almonds, almond products, coconut, coconut products, olive products. Um, I personally think animal fats fit onto this. Good mm -hmm. sourced grass-fed um, or like free-range animal fats I think is a really um, good way to do this with meat, dairy, that kind of stuff. 
Um, the other reason that this is such an impactful way to change your hormone balance is because when you take carbs and sugar out of your diet, you are not spiking your blood sugar anymore. So the way that the body naturally responds to getting a load of carbs and a load of sugar um, in the body is your blood sugar starts to go up and your body's super smart. And the way that it combats that is by releasing insulin in your pancreas. And the insulin actually brings your blood sugar down. But insulin being constantly pumped out and circulating because you're constantly eating carbs and sugar um, creates insulin resistance. So that, that organ is um, having to keep up with such a high demand that it's kind of like the concept of adrenal fatigue, but for your pancreas. So you develop resistance and your pancreas doesn't work as well anymore and it overproduces insulin or underproduces insulin and having that blood sugar imbalance affects the way the rest of your hormones are able to work in your body so uh when insulin production is high which is a hormone um it also interrupts your sex hormones primarily by dropping them the other thing that gets affected by insulin and blood sugar instabilities is cortisol that's produced in the adrenal gland. So cortisol interrupts progesterone, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. But when cortisol levels are high over a long period of time, the body compensates by producing more testosterone and estrogen and less progesterone. So you see like how quickly yeah. this can get pretty complicated. And as your body is just at every single moment trying to balance itself out, if you have this stress factor in your life and you have this blood sugar imbalance going on constantly in your life, there's no way for your sex hormones to stay within balance. I could listen to talk, like you talking about that all day. I find it fascinating. I think it's really confusing for most people. Oh, I think so too. But the way that you explained it was super straightforward. And I feel like if I had just been hearing that for the first time, I feel like every light would be going off of like, oh, wow, that really does make so much sense about how what I'm putting inside my body is making my body react and potentially spot, like keeping me in this cycle of dysfunction. Um, and obviously, this can't be like a one-size-fits-all situation. Everybody's body, We're not saying that like every single person is going to be cured of all the things by doing this. But I could say that a vast majority of people struggling with symptoms like we discussed in last episode would uh, majorly benefit from this. And at the very least, it's helped me figure out even though I feel like my blood sugar is relatively stable, I'm not spiking it a ton. It's totally helping me figure out uh, my own diet and like what my healthy set is so that I'm not messing with my own hormones too. Yes, exactly. So everybody's going to kind of fall onto a spectrum here with what they would find acceptable, Yes. right? And the women that we see that come into our office that have really extreme issues that are completely disturbing their lives, they're pretty motivated to try anything. For sure. And what we see when they implement this eating style is that it almost immediately cuts down on their symptoms and just resolves... Um, 
a huge part of what they're experiencing in their everyday lives. So that's how it's become such a strong suggestion is that we see it work. Yeah, and then when you see it starting to work and alleviating some of those symptoms that you're having, you're 100% like, oh, I could eat like this forever. If this is making me feel this good or I'm seeing this much of a shift in my, you know, like you get very motivated uh, to continue on in that because you know what the alternative feels like. So it just becomes this uh, more positive, uh, like little feedback loop where you're like, I could keep making these, you know, sacrifices on certain foods and stuff because I see the benefit in my own body. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that that little that last little bit of um, hormone imbalance that we described, where the estrogen ends up getting overproduced and the progesterone does not get produced enough because the insulin and cortisol levels are out of balance, creates estrogen dominance. Okay, this is the majority of what sex hormone imbalance looks like for women, and this is what they're experiencing: cramps food cravings, moodiness, irritability, depression, acne, and fatigue. If you took those symptoms to a traditional Western practicing care provider, they would probably tell you that's totally normal. (laughs) Yeah, that's just being a a woman, right? You're just hormonal, and that's what hormones do. So you should accept you should accept that because that's what being a woman is. Yeah, but those are actually symptoms of estrogen dominance. And a lot of us are experiencing those, like I said, because our progesterone is too low. Um, also, we have the um, estrogen in our environment. So we talked yeah. about the endocrine disruptors. There's um, molecules inside plastics, for one, but inside some um, some of the ingredients inside like household cleaners and stuff that actually mimic estrogen in the body. So when you come in contact with it, your body looks at it as estrogen and... Sneaky. Right? And so uh, it creates an excess of estrogen in your body. On that note, there are things that help detox estrogen. A lot of them are veggies like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, and greens. Um, Herbs like oregano, thyme, rosemary, sage, and turmeric. If you're someone who is absolutely going to not stop eating carbs and sugar, (laughs) that's a good place to start is to start detoxing yourself or helping your body. Your Mm -hmm. body is a good detoxer on its own, but assisting that detox process with some of those um, items. The other thing that I want to talk about is supplemental um, things that you can kind of bring in on that. So for the person, like I said, who is not willing to adopt a new eating style that would be, you know, kind of drastic or they just want to kind of help some of their symptoms along, Mm -hmm. um, what are some suggestions that we could make for people to like kind of try out and see if it's right for them? Yeah, I mean, I think getting some lab work done just so you can get sort of a baseline of what exactly is going on can be very helpful. Um, we provide that for uh, moms a decent amount of time. Uh, going to see somebody like another care, uh, like a specific care provider, like an herbalist or an acupuncturist, uh, can be incredibly helpful. I know a lot of people who have uh, really found a lot of healing and education through um, acupuncture in particular when it comes to hormones. Yeah, for sure. And then supplements, we, you know, recommend all 
depending on the situation, but things like uh, evening primrose oil, chase tree berry, maca. I'm trying to think of any other ones that we generally recommend. Checking your vitamin D levels. Oh yeah, is really important. Um, vitamin D deficiencies associated with a lot of these symptoms. And just general, like, um, inflammation. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D actually acts like a hormone. It is a hormone. Oh, yeah. it is a hormone. Vitamin okay, D actually is a hormone. Uh, and so it helps send signals through your body. All of those different systems that we talked about um, in episode 27, understanding your hormones. So even if you live somewhere that's, like, sunny, you know, we live in San Diego, we assume, like, oh, we get the sun all the time. Um, most people are like borderline deficient here for sure. And something that Kelly and I have learned from a functional medicine perspective is that the lab will flag your vitamin D levels as a problem if they're under 30, Mm -hmm. but we know what? We know that actual functional medicine says that a baseline should be in the 50s. Um, and that's for just like general protection, lack of symptoms, all of that kind of stuff. So even if people aren't having any kind of negative symptoms and we see that they're um, on the lower end of even what the lab is telling us is normal, we always recommend them, recommend supplementation. Yes. We almost always just recommend it in general. Yeah, everybody yeah. should probably be on a vitamin D supplement. I would yeah. say one in 20 people is not deficient out of those that we test. And when you look up vitamin D supplementation online, the um, RDA has said 400 units a day is what the average person needs. It's really tiny. We're usually recommending up into the upper limits of five to 10,000. Yeah. Um, So definitely do some research in that area. Look up some of these other suggestions that we've given you. um, And see if it's the right fit for you. If you think that you could tolerate a change like that if you're on board for figuring out what some of these um yeah symptoms have been like for you and wanting to just kind of like nip it we totally want to hear what you feel like from here that you can tackle yeah i would love to hear some feedback like i'm going full board with all the things or i'm going to start seed cycling or like i'll go see an acupuncturist but i still am going to eat my carbs and whatever (laughs) great like we just we would love to hear what you ladies are thinking. Yeah, this is to motivate you to make some small change and we want to hear about it. Yes, we do. All right, bye, guiders. Bye. The sponsor of today's show is Whole Mother Co., a fun give-back shop that includes you, the busy mama, in making an impact with your purchases. Your partnership raises money, promotes awareness, and supports the mother-friendly causes you care about. Use code WINEANDGUIDE at wholemotherco.com to get $5 off your first order. Wow, Kelly, they made it all the way to the end. What did they win? Lady, you've won a priceless connection with your amazing body that you've been doing your fab life in. Our hope is we've gifted you with some information and perspective you can use. Sharing is caring, and our mission is to make these topics familiar to all women. We bet you can think of three people right now who will find this episode helpful. So be a pal and share it. Lastly, you won't want to miss a thing coming up in Wine and Guide, so subscribe to get all the tasty details directly to your ears. Have a great day, vagina experts!